Praise the Lord, everybody. I want to thank you once again for joining me on Bridging the Gap podcast. You may be watching this on Apple Podcasts. You may be listening to this on Spotify or you're watching us on YouTube. Wherever you're at, I say welcome and we thank you for coming and joining. We appreciate you uh, joining us. I was just sitting here thinking this is episode 16. It's amazing that we've went almost four months now of doing podcasts and I appreciate Endpoint Creative for uh, the what they are doing for this ministry and uh, and how it's impacting those that have reached out to me and ministering how this is ministering to them. So I appreciate it. And so today I'm joined once again, and I'm excited about this one. I'm joined once again by my special guest, Miss Minister Evangelist. Kathy Patton, thank you for joining me again this week, Miss Kathy. Oh, it's a pleasure. I enjoy. And I am excited about going there. Kathy, we talked a little bit last week on deliverance, but we really didn't get into it deep enough. Uh, so this week, I just want us to dive into this topic of deliverance. Now, how many years have you been working in the ministry of deliverance? Uh, about 40 years now. 40 years now. Yeah. So I didn't even, wouldn't even think you're that old. I mean, how is that possible? So. <laughs> thank God for Jesus. <laughs> You know, as they say, black don't crack. That's so, you right, know, you, did, right. you wouldn't pass us that, that, that <laughs> AIDS for sure. So I was going to say, did you start deliverance when you were six? But we know you told us last week, so we know. Yeah. So no. But anyway, we're going to get going on this. Someone watching or listening right now maybe asking themselves, why do I need deliverance? What do you say to them? Well, first of all, if you haven't repeated incidences Mm -hmm. like over and over again you might be struggling with job loss you might be struggling with rejection or hurts and you seem like you can't just get past Mm. it it's something that's sticking with you you can't get past the hurt or you don't know what to do how to shake this thing well that usually is an indication right there Mm. that you need some sort of deliverance Mm. to to a greater or lesser degree. Sure. It could be greater as whatever you yield yourself to. Sometimes we don't even know. Yeah. Rejection can come in through the womb. So, yeah. Yeah, hey, it can come in right at birth. Well, we'll talk about that. Give well, us an example. As uh, an about? example is a mother can be going through rejection from father or mm. being rejected herself in some sort of way. And when she's carrying a child, that child feels what the mother feels. Mm. Just like John the Baptist in the Bible when he was talking about Uh, when uh, Elizabeth was talking to Mary (laughs) and uh, John the Baptist leaped in the womb for joy because he heard what they was talking about. So we, our environment can infect the child in the womb. Mm, That's good. And so as that is one of the examples that we use because we don't understand sometimes that spirits do enter into the womb and they can come down bloodlines. And the child in the womb is aware of its environment. Mm-hmm. So, well, you was talking about rejection even from the, from the parents. But what about like the baby's mom, or the father of the baby, and the he father, leaves the wife. Yes. When you uh, when you have father rejection is one of the number one Mm. things out here right now. Yeah, sure it is. And then you have when they're conceived in fornication. Mm. So you have the the curse of the bastard, which Mm. is uh, it can go down. Actually, it's the longest curse in the Bible. It goes ten generations, which is four hundred years. Four hundred years. Yeah. Like man, I had to look it up because my mother. And my father was not married when I was conceived. And, but I was born, they was married. 
Gotcha. So I didn't know that I was interesting, wow. uh, illegitimate. And so, but I was struggling with some rejections, deep wounds. Um, I always feel like I was misplaced. And there's a scripture in Deuteronomy that talks about the curse of the bastard mm-hmm. does not allow the person to uh, connect with the congregation of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So we always feel like we are outcasts. We don't feel fit in in the church, mm-hmm. and you don't fit in in the world. You always seem wow. like you're singled out, and uh, you're a loner. So that's some of the things that I've experienced is deep-rooted rejection, mm-hmm. loneliness, fear, abandonment yeah. issues, dealing with that spirit, uh, constantly feeling like I can't fit in. And so that takes you to a place of depression. You're Mm. never linking up. If you get into a relationship, you can't sustain it. Mm. It's been divorced. I've been divorced five times. My goodness. Mm. Uh, My mother was divorced. My dad was divorced. My grandmother, my grandfather separated in different rooms, different locations, different house after a while. And so it was always following me about divorce and separation. So then we had that going on. But God is good because he has came in and showed me how to break that curse off of my life. Mm -hmm. But I've stayed single for uh, specific reasons Mm -hmm. is to make sure that I'm dealing with bloodline curses of divorce separation. Want to make sure I'm healthy enough to make uh, a decision that won't put me into a bad relationship right. again because you look for love in all the wrong places. Mm-hmm. You know, you can look here and there just trying to find that father figure or yeah. trying to fit in. That's good. Yeah. You know, I was sitting there thinking, you mentioned something at the beginning of this session. You was talking about people who are in and out of jobs. And for an example, talk about, I mean, how, how would that, why would somebody need deliverance on, I can't seem to keep a job or I go from job to job to job? It's called automatic failure. It's a spirit that follows you to cause you to fall in not only job searches, but it can fall into um, anything that you want to really achieve and you feel like you're right there Mm. and all of a sudden the doors are slammed. Mm. Whether it's in ministry or it could be job or it could be relationship, but mainly that spirit comes in to mess up your finances. So it keeps you struggling. Now I've, I've I've seen many people, and I've actually counseled many people with. I the Bible calls it the spirit of a va- the vagabond spirit. Mm. They just want to get up and go when they almost when the it seems like they can't keep a home. They go from one home to another. They're constantly moving. Okay. They they can't seem to be stable. Um, why why do you think that's called? I mean, where where does that? What's your thoughts on that? When you sense that spirit of the vag- that vagabond spirit. I usually go straight to when I feel a vagabond spirit, I go to the curse of the bastard. Okay. Because they don't they can't connect. Yeah. They have that place where they're they're lacking the ability to connect Mm -hmm. and stay and remain a wanderer. Mm. The vagabond. Um trying to trying to be accepted, want to be accepted. But because you feel like you don't fit in, you don't have no sense of value there. Yeah. So if anybody look at you wrong, it causes you to, oh, what they looking at me like that for? Mm. You're always suspicious. Mm. So it causes you to actually forfeit your destiny. 
You can sabotage your own destiny through that spirit. Uh, It is... It is so mind-blowing to understand what happens when you're not linked up mm. and healthy because I wanted to run. I ran. I did. Mm. I was. I went from Christ Temple, which was where the, um, our church is founded from, mm. back and forth because one would hurt me over here, and mm. I would go back to my home place where I was comfortable at, yeah. and I would go back go there, right back. and then... So I I started sitting myself down, making myself be still, but I wanted to run. Wow. And uh, I will say within the last probably probably three years maybe that I really just sort of like said, I'm not moving Mm -hmm. unless God really want me to move. And I don't care what comes, how I feel. Or whatever, and when I'm when I start thinking about, it, I usually bounce it off a couple of people. They say, "Well, you can't be." They call me Kizzy. Yeah, if y'all know anything about roost or anything <laughs> about uh, running, yeah, you know, I was always running. So uh, I I've sit sit still since then, yeah. and it's it's amazing. Um, I've grown in leaps and bounds sure. since I've made that decision. I ain't going nowhere. You ain't pushing mm-hmm. me out. You ain't. I ain't going nowhere. Right. You know, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking and, and there may be somebody watching or listening right now as well. Um, that's thinking, man, I hear what she's saying. I just don't know if it's all that serious, if it's that deep. How do we overcome? I mean, we had a little conversation before this session that many churches don't even want to talk about this, don't want to address it, don't want to deal with it. But we know it's true. But what do you say to people who are watching or listening right now, thinking to themselves, Man, I don't think it's all that deep. I got Jesus, and that's all I needed. Well, if I am repeated cycles, if I have repeated cycles, and I recognize those cycles are being are are in my life, and they're really, I'm just sort of like pushing it under yeah. the blanket. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to do that because deliverance is not automatically. I'm automatic. A lot right. of people think that when I get saved, that mm. Jesus is more. Jesus is all I need. But even Jesus dealt with the lunatic man and and mm. addressed the spirit and said, "Come out of him." But the demon didn't come out. Mm. So he said, "Jesus asked the spirit, what is your name?" And he said, "My name is Legion, for we are many." Mm-hmm. And so when Jesus had to address the name of the demon that was associated with this man's bondage, that's good. Yeah. yeah. So I was sitting up here saying, "I said, okay, Lord, what is associating with my bondage?" Mm. Making it personal, you had to sure. look at it and say, you know, well, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with suicidal thoughts. I'm struggling with job loss, relationship loss. I seem like I can't connect. There is pressure on me. I feel rejected, hurt, lonely, fear. Mm -hmm. I got all this going on at the same time. Then I'm just learning how to cope. Mm -hmm. Not really address the spirit behind it because I want to say, well, don't take all of that. You know, Jesus died for me. I'm going to church every Sunday. But sometimes when you go to church, it's hard to lift your hands because you got so much pressure. You got so much baggage. The Bible said lay aside every weight. That's right. These are weights. Weights. I mean, they make you sink, man. I sit there and watch people drown Mm -hmm. because they had so much pride that they said, oh, I don't need that. Yeah. 
you know, Evangelist Kathy, I was just sitting here thinking, uh, most people, I mean, we, I get to have the opportunity to speak to a lot of people and, and meet with them and counsel with them and just have sessions with them. I had a conversation with a, a young lady years ago. She said, I can't come to church. I preached on this one time, uh, not about the specific story, but she said, I, I can't come to church. And I, and I asked her, I said, well, that makes no sense. Don't you, you know, you love the Lord. Why wouldn't you want to go to church? She says, there's more to the story. My father was a pastor and, and he would always keep me after service and say, you're going to help me clean up. And so the family would leave because she was the oldest and he would write rape her on the front pew. Now I sat there, pastor Nate, the, the minister of the gospel thinking to myself, I understand why she couldn't come to church because she's always reminded about what happened yesterday or yesteryears. Now, that's an awful story. So, but what do we just say, okay, I, that you have a reason not to come? Or do we address the broken, the hurt, and address the spirit that's upon her? So, you know, saying what you're saying is so true. I always say, yes, you can give your heart to Jesus, and Jesus will cleanse you and set you free from all your wrongdoings. He said he'll blot all your sins. Thank Thanks be to Jesus Christ. If it had not been for him, I don't know where I'd be. But you know something? If I am wounded and I got hurt, the scars, the bruises, the pain is still there. Even though I'm forgiven from my past, I must address my sores or my pain. And so that's why I think deliverance is so important for today. Well, to to also spin off on that, when we get deliverance, we look more like Jesus. We look more like Christ. Come on, come on. So our soul now, where the wounds were, is being healed. We can allow that oil and wine to go in yeah. and heal us from that broken place. But you can't counsel a demon, so you got to cast the demon out first. Say, to get, say that again. You, you can't counsel a demon, right? You can't counsel a demon. Yeah. You got to cast it out. You got to cast it out. And so that's what Jesus said. He said, these signs shall follow the believer. Mm. In my name, they shall cast out devils. Cast out devils. They shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall. And they shall recover. (laughs) And then we're going to speak with some new tongues Mm -hmm. so we can be established, built up, and we can walk in power to keep ourselves delivered from what the enemy is trying to do. But if we don't, first of all, you got to identify it. That's it. You got to keep it 100 Mm-hmm. And if you keep it 100 with yourself and say, hey, I'm struggling mm-hmm. in this area, I need yeah. something. I don't quite know what it is, but I need to get past this point. Yeah. And to get past that point means I'm just going to have to look in the mirror and say, hey, I'm broken and I might not know why. Somebody need to help me. You know, you're sitting here talking even on that. The reason why most people don't go to that place is because the spirit of pride mm-hmm. has told them, no, you're good. You're mm-hmm. good. Don't, don't, don't let anybody see your weakness. Don't let anybody see your pains. You're good. And so then, you, then you're dealing with a whole other spirit right there. Right. And then that, that's the builders. Yeah. But see, if you deal with the three, what we call the three R's, mm-hmm. which is rejection, the root of bitterness, mm-hmm. and rebellion. Mm. If you deal with those three, 90% of the people will be delivered. My goodness. <laughs> and so that was amazing to me because the root of bitterness is just a doorkeeper. Right. But it'll kill you in the long run. 
It'll cause you to be so bitter. You be, it goes all the way to your bones. Mm, yeah, mm, it mm. says the spirit of grief goes to your bones. My goodness. But see, So we have to begin to address some things. Uh, as the body of Christ, I believe that God is equipping us right now to be able to touch every area of life of people. Yeah. And, you know, like I said before, if you can deal with those three areas, if you can deal with the soul, which is where your seat of your emotions is and cause the healing to come. And then when you got that healing process and you got some deliverance going on Mm -hmm. and then you're dealing with your flesh, too. So you're disciplining yourself. So those three places, Mm -hmm. if you disciplined. If you are allowing God to heal you and being true to yourself, and then you can get the deliverance you need and you can walk as a whole individual Amen. instead of being broken in half. Amen. Well, I'm hearing what you're saying, Minister Kathy. My question to you that may be on the mind of many people right now is, how do I get deliverance? And can I get it on my own or do I need help? Well, the Bible says to loose thyself. Mm-hmm. So we, there is a place of self-deliverance, but if you're not skillful at it, mm-hmm. will you really be 100 with yourself? Mm-hmm. See, uh, a lot of times deliverance takes discernment. That's good. And so people have to, be ha- to have insight to look into those places like a specialist, a surgeon. I can go to a general practitioner, and he can deal with some of my issues, and he can give me a diagnosis, but when it comes down to specific things, he says, I need to send you to a specialist. And then that's when the deliverance worker is usually called on the scene dealing with uh, mental problems, sometimes suicide, what is the root behind all of that, dealing with rape and abuse, not only dealing with the uh, part where people need to be healed just emotionally you got to deal with the demons behind it. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Well, oftentimes we see people go through deliverance and then six months later down the road, it's almost like they're in a worse predicament than they were before. Now, what's the explanation behind that? Well, first of all, the um, spirits wait for an opportunity to come back. Okay. So if they're not in a good church or they're not filling themselves up with the word sure. Or they haven't changed their people, places, and things, mm-hmm. then a lot of times they get snared back into uh, that same mindset, and the spirits bring their buddies. Because <laughs> in Matthew's twelve and forty four, it says, "When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, yeah. he says to himself, i 'I'm going to go back to that house.' Because yes. you See, they call you your house. Sure. They call you their house, and they want you to understand that I live here. That's right. So he finds his house swept and garnished, and he goes back. But he's going to go back with some buddies. He ain't going to go back by himself. He's going to yeah. go back with seven more worse seven. That's right. than there was. So now you got eight. Yeah. Plus, if you driven out 20, then you got each one of them coming back with <sighs> eight. Yeah. I like what Bishop says. He's going to bring his cousins with him. They're coming back at you. It's all posse. (laughs) You you don't want to go. If it was hard enough dealing with it the first time, why would you want it to come back seven times stronger? Yeah. You know, or even that way. So a lot of people are, uh, that's why I try to make it really, really clear. Mm -hmm. Do you really want to be delivered? Because this is nothing to play with. It's really serious. But 
the 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 great thing about it is Jesus made a way for us Amen. to be free. Amen. And walk in that freedom and no longer do we have to walk in bondage. Amen. To any demon or anything else. Amen. So let me ask you this. What what would be your recommendation to those who who just get delivered, what, what kind of steps should they take? You mentioned something about finding themselves a church, but what, what would be some of your recommendations right off the bat? You've went through deliverance, now what? Well, I try to make sure that they understand the power of the Holy Spirit. If they don't have the Holy Spirit, they need to seek God for the Holy Spirit because mm-hmm. it is the deutimous power. It's the That's power right. to keep us. It equips us. It gives us an ability right. uh, to live right. So in those areas... That's one. And then second, I always tell them to study their word, to make sure they got word in them, Mm -hmm. because Jesus used the word against the enemy. And then live a life free from whatever you was delivered from. So here's a list. I usually try to give them a list of what they was delivered from, and we'll talk about it. And I said, this list is for you, so you'll know how to guard yourself if those spirits try to come back. Because they always try to come back mm-hmm. you just got to make sure they don't have no door to come through right or right. window <laughs> i mean we, we say this and we jokingly say it sometimes if you if you were an alcoholic god ain't calling you to go into the bars right away no. and, and, and minister to the other alcoholics <laughs> i mean that's principle that listen that spirit was a stronghold on you yeah you don't need to entertain it anymore what other examples would you would you give somebody who maybe they've struggled with Let's say they struggle with the spirit of greed or pride. What would be your recommendations for them to walk it out? Well, the Bible says to humble yourself with fasting okay. and prayer. Okay. So to keep a fasting and prayer life, mm-hmm. that's a lifestyle. Yeah, sure it is. And so, and then if you feel your old self trying to come back because it always tries sure. to creep up behind you, yep. you always got to be prepared and you just use the word. You don't have to walk in fear yeah. or anything like that. Just address it because I am delivered. Yeah. Know that you're delivered. You got to believe this thing. Come on, that's it. You got to have some faith. That's it. Because that's how you're going to get anything from God, as our bishop says. That's right. <laughs> it's by faith. That's right. And so faith is the substance. And that's what we got to do. We got to use the evidence. We got to keep things real. We got to keep it before us. Yeah. And then we knock it out of the atmosphere. It has no ground. Amen. Amen. Well, Mr. Kathy, I feel like there may be someone watching or listening right now uh, that they've dealt with rejection their whole life. And now bitterness is beginning to sit in their spirit. Right now, I just want you to talk to that listener and speak over that spirit that has taken them bondage. All right. Well, um, rejection is a hard spirit because everybody at one period in time has been rejected. But... The Lord said that he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He's always there for us. We don't longer have to be bastardized or feel like we're on the outside looking in. He has adopted us into his family. So I want to encourage you to go beyond what you feel because a lot of times feelings will betray you. And we have to begin to walk in the spirit or to even, and if it's hard, because I know it was hard Mm. because I was there, man, I felt it all the time. But one day I said, you know, enough is enough. 
It's time for me to be what God is calling me to be. And I said, Lord, how do I do it? I had to use my testimony. I had to use the word of God. I am loved because God said I'm loved because he loved me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So right now, I just want to pray for you. Mm. I want you to begin to think about whatever area you're struggling with. And we want to begin to say and address some things that will bring some inner healing and some deliverance for you right now. This is a time and an hour that God want to set the captive free. So whatever is captivating you, whatever is keeping you in prison, we want you to begin to look at it, see it for what it is. It's the spirit behind each thing. And you have to know it, identify it, and then if you don't know exactly the name, just whatever it's causing you to do or how it's causing you to feel. So a lot of times I don't know the name. I just say uh, the spirit of anger because I'm always angry, because Mm -hmm. I'm always angry. I feel like I'm angry at the world. Then if I'm angry at the world, then that's the spirit that's trying to take over. That's good. So sometimes you don't know what it is, but just go by the, by the principle of the activity of the spirit. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just ask right now that you touch the one who's feeling rejected, Mm. lonely, feel like they have no hope because hope that is deferred, that's been put off, make us feel so hopeless. Father God, the one that's thinking about suicide right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. Father God, you tell, you let them know that you love them, oh God. And we ask right now that that spirit of suicide will be eradicated out of their system, yes, out Lord. of their mind, out of their will, their emotions. And all I want you to do right now, while mm-hmm. you're looking on this podcast or wherever you're looking or listening, take a deep breath and begin to fall out of agreement yes. and let it go. Just take a deep breath and let it go. God sees you, and that's all you have to do. It's very calm, and you don't have to roll all over the floor, but sometimes you will. So don't limit God on how to get it out, but let it go in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I feel freedom. I feel a breakthrough for somebody who's watching and listening right now. Let it go. That's a simple prophetic word right there. Let it go. Because you have to let it go in order to get to your next level. Amen. I appreciate you, Sister Kathy. You're an awesome, uh, awesome person, a lady I've come to know and love. And I appreciate you for taking time and explaining what I believe is an important conversation that people need to evaluate themselves, address some of their issues. Um, Bishop has a book we talked about weeks back uh, uh, is about issues. And some of us just want to sweep our issues under the rug, but it's always going to creep up. So I appreciate you taking the time uh, on your schedule to come in here and just grace me on with your presence on this podcast. I thank you for joining us. I hope you'll watch us next week as we present to you another episode of Bridging the Gap. God bless.